Hello beloved and welcome to this uh, evening's message where we will be starting with Revelation chapter 7. Now Revelation chapter 7, very interesting chapter in the book of Revelation and what I would like to do is to read verses 1 to 8 so that we can get kind of a, a background to what we are going to look at in the beginning here of chapter 7 of Revelation. So before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the book of Revelation and thank you for the insights we get um, as we read it and as we study it. Uh, Father, we pray that you will please open up our minds to understand, our hearts to receive. And as we are looking at the revelation of Jesus Christ, Father, may it become very clear to each one of us uh, that we are busy with a revelation of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And uh, your Father, I pray that we will be blessed. As uh, the promise is in this book, when we study it and we read it, that uh, we will be blessed. And it's a spiritual blessing that comes to those who read it and study it. So Father, please, uh, may that be true. And may your name be glorified in and through our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, Revelation chapter 7, we're going to read from verse 1 to 8. It says, After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Now, just think about it. What would it be like if the wind doesn't blow anymore? Uh, especially for a period of time. I think it will be a bad time. If we literally, uh, if there's no wind. But anyway, and this is what verse 1 says. Verse 2 says, And then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, and the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God, on their foreheads. Verse 4 says, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Of the tribe of, tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Ishaskar, 12,000 were sealed. And of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 were sealed. And of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. Right, up to there. That's verse 8, up to verse 8. Now, beloved, Revelation chapter 7 basically shows us God's program, let's say, of grace and of salvation during the period called the tribulation period or during the time of God's judgment upon the earth. And then the winds that we read about here in chapter 7 basically shows us God's judgment of the earth because the purpose of the winds is to basically bring destruction. It's, it's part of God's judgment upon the earth. It, it actually says, uh, 
After these things, verse 1, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on the trees. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. Right, so... They could harm the earth and the sea. It says, do not harm the earth, the sea, the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Right, so basically what happens here is an amazing thing. 144,000 Jews are going to be sealed. 12,000 from each tribe is going to be sealed by God so that the judgment of God, the wrath of God will not come upon them. And what happens is the, these four angels that has the four winds that are supposed to go out to basically harm the earth are called upon to stop, not to do it, until these 144,000 of, of those who has to be sealed um, will be sealed. Now, the events of chapter 7 basically, or probably, looks back to the same time period as the time covered by the six seals. Remember that in, in the Jewish mind, uh, things are not necessarily chronological, even though it is chronological, but it's sometimes stacked on top of one another. So while the one thing is happening, something else can also be happening at the same time. All right, so chapter 7 most probably basically looks back at the same period of time as the six seals. And the 144,000 must be sealed before the tribulation judgment starts. Because basically what it means is that God doesn't want the 144,000 sealed Jews to basically be harmed by his judgment, by his wrath that's going to come upon this earth. Now, let's read verse 1 again. It says, And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any trees. Now, as I said just now, it, it must be a serious thing if there is no wind at all that blows. Remember, at least wind blow, uh, cools down uh, an area and uh, the wind brings in rain, you know, that kind of thing, blows in clouds and all that kind of, of thing. And all of a sudden, here are these angels sent out to, to hurt the earth and they are called upon not to do anything. So there's no wind that blows upon the earth. But we read in verse 1 that it says, after these things. So it seems to refer to the things that happens after the happenings of the first six seals. All right, So after these things, after the six seals, this happens. These angels or these ministering spirits must do something to the whole earth. And what verse 1 speaks of the four corners of the earth. What these angels were actually doing is they came out to do God's will, to basically hurt the earth, and now they're waiting for orders from God. And what is their job? To control the four winds until God basically says to them to release the four winds. Uh, and then those four winds are basically going to bring destruction upon the earth. Now, that means that the wrath of God is held back. But why is it held back? 
Well, our chapter reveals to us it is held back until those who must be sealed are basically sealed. And, and by the way, when you put the seal on someone, eh, it basically shows ownership or insecurity, but ownership specifically. Um, if you seal like God that seals the 144,000 Jews, it means that they belong to him. And then he basically, because they belong to him, he grants them security from the wrath that is going to be poured out upon this earth. It's, it's just like a king's ring uh, that was used to basically authenticate uh, and protect official documents. So if that seal was on that document, you can know this is official. This comes from the king. And, and likewise, God is going to seal 144,000 Jews. 144,000 Israelites and they are from the 12 tribes of Israel because it's basically 12 times 12,000 12 times 12,000 144,000 now if you read commentaries you can basically take it literally or you can take this number figuratively because it kind of tells us that there is going to be a national conversion of the people of Israel. And the 12 tribes are basically included into this. So we are definitely talking about Israel because it includes the 12 tribes. It's not speaking about Christians. All right? And, and here in the 12 tribes, there are no lost tribes. Remember that uh, between the northern um, uh, part and the southern part, you had the twelve tribes, uh, the ten tribes, and the two tribes. Uh, and now, in the book of Revelation, what we see here is there's no separation, there's no lost tribes, not the ten lost tribes of Israel. It doesn't exist. They are there, all of them. Now, in the list of tribes, you will find Joseph, and Joseph basically stands for Ephraim, and then Dan is missing, and it's possibly. Because it was Dan who was the first tribe to, to fall into idolatry and to fall into apostasy, according to Judges 18. Right, so that, that's most probably why their names are not called. Now, there seems to be some agreement among commentators that the 144,000 Israelites or Jews uh, will be converted and basically they will be commissioned to be a light now to the Gentiles during the tribulation period. So they need to go out and they need to go and shine their light. They need to go out and they need to go and preach or proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ because what's going to happen is their eyes are going to open up. This um, veil that was over their, their heads that they couldn't see Jesus Christ as their Messiah, that will be removed and the people of Israel or these 144,000 will then realize, but they were the ones who, who killed their Messiah. And they will come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a lot of Jews, by the way, 144,000. And then what they will do is, they will then start spreading the news of Messiah to the people of the earth, the people in the tribulation period. Now it is said, and I quote, Revelation 7 verse 1 to 4 suggests that before the world is plunged into the plagues and the disasters ushered in by the sixth seal judgment, 
Now, at the end of the first quarter of the tribulation, that's when that is, God will rise up uh, or raise up an army of 144,000 Jewish evangelists to basically spread across the globe and to bring in a huge soul harvest of imaginable proportions. So the Jewish nation, these 144,000 they will become evangelists preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in, the, in the world. And, and basically, each of these servants of God will receive a seal on his forehead. So we, we don't really know exactly what the seal will be. But the text seems to show us that this will be something visible. It will be something that will be on their foreheads, that will be visible. People will know that these are um, people that are part of the 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are spreading all over the world or spread all over the world to preach the gospel. Now, now whether the seal is, or whatever the seal is, uh, we don't really know. But what it does is it offers let's say, protection to these Jewish witnesses. You see, they are from every single tribe of the children of Israel. And this is some kind of supernatural protection from God. All right, at least during this time of this, this wonderful harvest that we read about in chapter 7, verse 9. Until this, this harvest can be accomplished, the harvest can come in. Okay. Now, let's read verse 2 and verse 3 of chapter 7. And this is what John says. He says, And I saw another angel. Remember, he's, he's seeing a vision. Eh? And he says, And I saw another angel ascending from the east. And this is where this angel comes from. Having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, uh, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth. Neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God uh, in their foreheads. Now remember that the, there's going to be a mark of the beast, eh? where people will also be marked on their foreheads and on their right hands, and they will not be able to buy or sell in, uh, unless they have this mark of the beast. Now, these 144,000 Jews, if they did not have, or they do not have the mark, that God gives them on their forehead, they will not be protected during the tribulation period. But because they have this seal, um, they will be protected by God. Right now, this angel that comes from the east, basically, uh, is sent from God. And most probably, it seems like this angel is an archangel. Uh, and this angel is entrusted with the job of basically taking a signet, and then putting God's mark upon the head of this group of Jewish people. And that this, this is going to be, they're going to go into the period of God's wrath, man. but God will protect them. Now even though this group will be on this earth during this terrible time, the time of God's wrath or the tribulation period, it's clear that they will be protected, for they are sealed with God's name on their forehead. Right? Beloved, and, and this should give us such a lot of peace. Here God basically seals 144, 
thousand Jewish people, people that he called, people called by his name, and he protects them. How much more will God not protect us? Well, we can't say how much more. If God will protect them, then God will protect us as well. Us who belong to Jesus Christ, who've been saved by Jesus Christ, who, who came to faith in Christ, who repented of their sin and turned away from their sin. If God protects his own people, the Jewish people, I believe he will also. He's capable, completely capable of protecting uh, his own people at any time. doesn't matter what the period of time might be. Right, so God will protect his own. And I think that's the message that comes out. Once you belong to God, God becomes your protector. He becomes your your God. He becomes your father. He becomes everything. And he will protect us. Just like he will protect the Jewish people. Now the 144,000 that are basically sealed with the with this this seal on their forehead. Now, remember this angel comes from the east, and this is basically the same location from which the light comes. Né? So, And this angel has authority over the four angels. Now, when we read about the sea, it could be a literal sea, or it could be other places. Now, in other places in... In the scriptures, we read that it could refer to a large group of large groups of people. All right. So, whether it's a literal sea or whether it is more of a reference to other places where it means in in scripture where it means large groups of people, yeah, that that's uh, open for interpretation. But what we do know is that throughout scripture, over and over and over. God said in the Bible that there has been a remnant of Jews who have not bowed their knees to false gods. Remember with Elijah? God told Elijah that there were a remnant of 7,000. Okay, We read about it in Romans chapter 11, where God told Elijah that there were 7,000 who had not bowed the knee to Baal. Verse 4 says, but what um, saith, saith the answer of God unto him? You see, I've reserved to myself, says the Lord, um, 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. And remember, Elijah thought he was all by himself. He was all alone, but no, 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 no. God basically protected, reserved for himself or to himself, 7,000 men in Isaiah's time. You see, God has always had a remnant of Israel. That's the most amazing thing. God has not finished with the people of Israel. And I think our passage tells us very clearly that even though people would write off Israel and say, no, God is finished with Israel and they rejected the Messiah and uh, salvation has now come over to the Gentiles. and No, no, no. Our passage in chapter 7 tells us very clearly that God has a plan for Israel and he is going to save 144,000 Jews, 12,000 from every tribe, and he's going to use them because God has not finished with Israel yet. 
You see, God doesn't start something that he doesn't finish. And with Israel, God made a lot of promises to Israel and he will fulfill each and every promise. Some of those promises obviously are spiritual promises where people would look at Israel and say, oh, this is with regards to Israel as a nation or the land or that kind of thing, where in fact it is, it's a spiritual promise. But God will fulfill all his promises to Israel because God is faithful and he's true. Right, this brings us to verse 4 of chapter 7. He says, and I heard, and this is John speaking, he says, I heard that the number of them who were sealed, and they were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now we read in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29, he says, you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And this is a promise from God. Ne? God has never ever been without a witness uh, of, of his salvation on this earth. God has saved people right from the start, starting with Adam and Eve. God is still in the saving business. Now, imagine for a moment what would happen if all of a sudden, you know, in the midst of uh, one of the most trying times on earth, during the tribulation period, 144,000 Israelites instantly and miraculously become devoted believers of Jesus Christ. That they believe he's the promised Messiah and that he's their savior. What do you think would happen? I, I think it would be amazing. Nah? This will be something, I think, very much the same as what happened to Saul. You remember Saul um, of Tarsus? That was his Jewish name. And when he came to faith, he adopted his... his um, his, his Roman name so that he could go and work among the Gentiles. But I think what happen, what, what's going to happen to the Jews are very similar to what happened to Saul. You know, when he was miraculously saved on the road to Damascus. And, and one thing that we don't see in the passage is how these Jews come to salvation. You know, whether it's a a mass meeting and then they come to faith in Christ or there's, there are believers who reaches out to them and, and they come to faith in Christ or whether it's the Holy Spirit, like in the case of Paul, that, um, that brings them to the point of conversion and Jesus Christ himself who speaks to each one of them individually like he spoke to Paul. So we don't really know what causes the conversion of the, the Jews, but what we do know is that they will come to faith in Christ. You see, and it will be miraculous. 144,000 Jews will be brought to faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And then they will become, call them evangelists, they will become witnesses that will reach out. I, I read somewhere that someone said, just picture 144,000 Hebrew Billy Grahams running all across the world and bringing the miraculous gospel of Jesus Christ, the saving truth of the gospel to the people that are on this earth. It must be a sight. But anyway, this is what chapter 7 of Revelation tells us, that these 144,000 Jews 
um, that they will be sealed by God. Okay, and you will seal them for a purpose. All right, so and it's going to happen. And God will give these 144,000 uh, Jews, He will give them special supernatural protection. And they will be marked. Not just marked by God, by the way. They will be marked men on this earth. Because remember, they are going to work directly against the interests of the Antichrist. So uh, they will be marked. Let's call them, they will be marked men in more than one sense of the word. They will be under constant attack by the Antichrist, by his forces, by his followers. And they will be under constant attack by demonic powers that, that, that wants to destroy them because the name of Jesus Christ should not be heard on the earth. And what will happen is at various times they will obviously, I believe, they will suffer hunger and exposure and ridicule and torture, imprisonment. But still God will protect them. You see, beloved, if we experience these things for the sake of Christ, whether it's hunger or exposure or ridicule, uh, torture, uh, imprisonment, you know, persecution, it's not as, as if God is not protecting us. No. God has got his hand upon these 144,000 for eternity. They have eternal life. So whether they die um, now, you know, this side of, earth, of, of heaven, uh, they will have eternal life. And that's their assurance. That's God's eternal um, protection. It's not just for a short period of time. We sometimes think, no, if God protects me from persecution, then I'm protected. No, we are protected when we are in Christ and we have eternal life. And when we leave this life, when we enter into eternal life and we are with Christ forever and ever, that's true protection because our salvation has been protected by God in Christ Jesus. All right. And these 144,000, they will be preserved now to continue their, their witness throughout the tribulation period. And then at the end... These 144,000 witnesses, they will stand triumphantly. And they will stand with Jesus on Mount Zion. Amazing. Uh, Jesus refers to them as these brothers of mine in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. He calls them these brothers of mine, which means they belong to Christ. They are brothers of Jesus Christ. They, they um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way a person basically treats these evangelists, these 144,000 during the tribulation period, will actually reflect whether you are a believer in their message or not. If you believe in their message, you will treat them well. If you don't believe in their message, you will treat them badly. All right, and there's a reward for those who, who treat them well. So, now, beloved, keep in mind, it, it, it will be extremely dangerous. For anyone to help them. They are marked people. So it will be very dangerous to help them. But those who are in Christ will. They will want to help. Alright. You can say that the people that helps these 144,000 plus the 144,000 will be on the Antichrist's most wanted list. But the lesson we can learn from what we read here in chapter 7 
is that God's men and women are basically indestructible until God is finished with them here on earth. They can only die and be with the Lord once God decides it is time. Now, just the fact that these, there's a specific number of Jews given tells us that these are not believers because believers are numbered in the book of Revelation as multitudes. Nah? Um, how can I say? And Christians are not necessarily Jews. They, are not, they don't really necessarily belong to the 12 tribes of Israel. Because the 12 tribes are specifically mentioned, uh, and the number, 144,000, I believe with my whole heart that this refers to the people of Israel, not to Christians. All right, and many Christians don't even have Jewish blood in them, you know, whatsoever. Now, beloved, if we go to Galatians chapter 3, we, we read that believers in Christ uh, are Abraham's descendants because of faith, nah? Not because of blood, but because of faith. Not because they are born uh, Israelites. No, because of faith in Jesus Christ. They are called Abraham's descendants. In, in verse 8 of chapter 3 of Galatians, the believers are basically called heathen. Now, people of physical descent from Israel are never called heathen. And you see, Abraham is not the father of believers because of... Their bloodline. No, Abraham is the father of believers because of saving faith. That's why he's their father. Now verse 7 and 8 of Galatians chapter 3 says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, they are the children of Abraham. Okay? Verse 8 says, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the, the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. Beloved, you see, the tribes um, that we see in, in verses 5 to 8 of uh, Revelation chapter 7 are all from the nation of Israel. Okay? And the only way this basically makes any sense is that the 144,000 are the remnant of the physical people of Israel that God has always had. So even right here at the end, at the, during the tribulation period, God still has a remnant. He has a group of Jews that he protects. Just like he protected the 7,000 in the times of uh, Isaiah. Uh, so he has 144,000 in the time of the tribulation. Uh, that he protects because they belong to him. It is his remnant. All right, let me close off by reading verse 5 to 8, where it actually describes now the tribes. It says, Of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Nephtali, um, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Manasseh, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Simeon, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Levi, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Ishaskar, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of 
Zebulun, Zebulun were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000 and of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. That brings us to a total of 12 times of 12,000 times 12, the 12 tribes of Israel, and that gives us the total of 144,000 Jews that are sealed by God, protected by God uh, during the tribulation period. Absolutely amazing. And beloved, what can we take away from it? What can we make our own as we read through this? I believe the greatest thing that we can take with us is that God is in the first place, he can be trusted when he says that he will um, be busy with Israel right to the end. It's not as if God just stops with Israel because at one stage they messed up and then he says, I'm done with you. No, right to the end, God is busy with the people of Israel because it's his chosen people. That's the one thing. And the next thing is that God is the one who can protect his own. And when he chooses, or when he, when he seals those 12,000, he basically also protects them because they belong to him. And that's the wonderful thing about the God that we worship, the God that we serve. We can trust him. And, and he's capable. He's absolutely capable of saving those whom he sealed so i pray that the this truth may burn into our hearts and that we really um how can i say relax and just trust in the lord in his ability and not our own ability all right beloved let's pray heavenly father thank you so much that we can learn how you protect your own how you seal 144,000 Jews during a time of great despair, a very dangerous time on this earth. You seal them and you protect them because you are God. Thank you, Father. And thank you that we can also trust you that we will be protected likewise in whatever situation you might take us in and help us to understand your wisdom and how you work and how you do things so that we can fully trust in you. So we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.